Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Line of the Industry podcast. My name is Tom Jenkins. This is episode 166, and it is our season preview podcast for the upcoming Skybet League One 2021-2022 campaign. Our last episode with football finance expert Kieran Maguire was an in-depth look at Wanderers off the field. This episode will see us turn our attention to matters on the pitch with a look at our new signings, our pre-season results, and the first home match of the season against MK Dons on the opening day on August the 7th. We're all very, very excited, and I'm very pleased to be joined by James Jarvis, Chris Manning, and Lee Tennant for this preview pod. And I think it's only fair that we have a bit of a catch-up with it having been over two months, I believe, since we last spoke. James, I'll start with you. Apart from England bottling it in the final of the Euros, how's uh, your summer been? What are your general feelings about Bolton Wanderers with this new season almost upon us? Oof. Uh, I'd say my summer's been sweltering. Um, way <laughs> too bloody hot. Um Outside of that, I, I can't really say much has happened. If anything, I've just been busy in work, trying to get stuff done personally. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't lead the most interesting life, although I am in isolation right now, so there's that. Well, at least that's an excuse for not having an interesting life, though. That, that, that does make it a little bit easier to swallow. Although you say that, James, you have led quite an interesting summer. You've been... So a lot more games than uh, than the rest of us have. So been a much better Bolton Wanderers fan than myself, uh, Chris or Lee. Although Chris, I know you went to the uh, the Longridge game. As I, I think your tweet exactly was, the cool kids are going to Longridge. Did did you find that with the people that you were stood with? Uh, well, obviously, you know, some tweets get sent in haste, don't they? But yeah, <laughs> it was it was a great great uh, afternoon out. I really enjoyed it. Went with with James, with Lee, and, and met Eddie there as well. So it was a bit of a, a bit of a reunion for for LOV boys, past and present. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a, a really good day out. The football wasn't particularly interesting, um, but from an experience perspective, after so long away, I, I really really enjoyed it. I also went to the, the Preston game because that's pretty much a home match for me. It was only five minutes up the road, and that again was was really really good. One of the best wondrous performances I've seen us put in for well at least for eighteen months, but going back probably before then as well because. Times were, were very lean before lockdown, um, and coming back into it gives you real positivity going forward. I hope. Yeah, we can, but hope. I'm, I'm looking forward to the start very, very much because I'm, I'm very interested to see how how things have settled and whether or not we can keep up the the great form that we showed at the end of last season. Lee, um, I don't know if you went to the Preston game as well, but even though you you might not have been to to all of the matches apart from the Longridge game, how how has the adjustment been from supporting England to back to supporting Wanderers again? Yeah, it's strange when it's um, obviously all the hype and all the excitement about England and you know, massive, massive games, and then sort of the 
it was it was good going down to Longridge, but they uh, the game was like like Chris said, not a bit of an unentity really until the last sort of twenty minutes when we stepped it up and and secured the win. But yeah, it's a, a strange sort of um, come down kind of from the, the Euro final and then like, um, no, the Euro final was the day after Longridge, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was like obviously watching England, um, you know, progressing to tournament with the excitement of the, the final to come on the Sunday, and then obviously watching watching Bowen at Longridge was um, a bit of a surreal experience, really. Like walking into the stadium, and seeing seeing Mark and seeing um, Mark Isles, I mean, and, and seeing like Ian Everett in the flesh sort of stood next to him. Really, it was uh, it's quite interesting, sort of, because you've know, not obviously seen um, you know the players or the manager in person yet, so it's quite a bit of a surreal experience, really. That, Maybe not overwhelming, but just so sort of a bit, bit weird. So sort of walking into like um, a local, local ground where I work, and yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. Um, yeah, I didn't get to Preston because I was working, and I wouldn't have been able to get there till half time. So, um, so basically, just been to the Longridge game and uh, seen the highlights of most of them. I logged on to the FC United feed for about ten minutes, but um, Mrs. was like, "Oh dear, so watch football in, in the summer." And I'm like, "Fair enough." She put up a mix of quite a lot of the Euros and stuff, so. Um, so yeah, it's been been a good summer. Enjoyed it, but ready to get back into the new season. Absolutely, absolutely. I think um, my sort of overall looking at the the preseason uh, has been, I think, relatively positive. Don't get me wrong. We'll cover, we'll cover it a bit detail later. But I think having worried, not usually worried about England because, as you boys know, I, I pride myself on being Welsh as well as well as English. And that of getting over that disappointment was much easier seeing England do a lot better as the tournament progressed. But I think Bolton Mondra is always going to be the the, fo- the focus for me when it comes to football. So it's nice to have that back in my life again, and especially uh, especially in, as James says in this ridiculous heat. I don't mind stewing on the sofa watching a football match uh, if it's something I actually give a damn about, rather than nonsense like the hundred or whatever the hell's going on at the moment or the Olympics. I'm not given that much of a thought either. So yeah, long live the football. Can't wait for August the seventh. Uh, one of the main reasons I can't wait for August the 7th, James, I don't know about you, is because we get to see quite a lot of our new signings in the flesh. Uh, I'll go through the, the list of the people that we've brought in, uh, although I'd, what I'd like you to do rather than go through them individually is pick out the one that you think is going to be the most exciting for us. So we've brought in Declan John, Dapo Afalayim, George Johnston, Josh Sheehan, Amadou Bakayoko, Joel Dixon, Will Ameson and Xavier Amici on loan. Who are you most looking forward to seeing on August seventh? Oh, well, I can't say John or Dapo because that's that's just cheating. We've already seen them before. We already know how good they are and how vital. Speak they for were. yourself. Speak for yourself. I can't wait. Well, to see not in, well, not in person, of course, but you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, I suppose I'll choose one of the other newer boys. And uh, from the uh, from the games that I've seen, Shane looks a pretty class midfielder. Makes that excited to see him roam in the middle of the park. Hopefully, he'll be a more energetic Kieran Lee. Um, hopefully, I'll have a better eye for goal as well. Yeah, no, he seems like a sensible signing, and from what I've heard, he seems to have been ready to make the step up from League Two for a couple of years now. So, hopefully, hopefully that hopefully all those predictions about him are right, and he he can do the job for us. So, yeah, I'm excited to see. Sheehan, but if I'm being honest, the signings I'm most excited for are the three years of DJ and Darpob, mainly just because we know what they're about. Yeah. I think that's our big advantage going into to next season. And I don't know if you agree, Chris, even though we've made a fair few signings there, it's nowhere near the amount that it was last year. 
So the squad actually knows each other quite well. I think Lee found the, the stat that we've got the least churn um, in our squad in the whole of the division. So th- I, do you think that's going to be a big advantage for us going into this season? Yes and no, if I'm being honest with you. I think from a, a cohesion point of view, undoubtedly. From a quality point of view, I'd maybe be a little bit more comfortable if we were to improve in, quite, in a few key areas. And I'm sure we'll get them as far as the as the conversation develops. But the new signings all, all appear all right on the surface of things. I know Sheehan was impressive in a couple of games that I've seen him play. Um, Amici is disappointing what's happened to him, whether we see him again or whether we wait until after January when he comes back. Who, who knows? Um, but I, I think if I can give a slightly cheeky answer, I'm going to say Adam Senior as the, the sort of new signing that we, we might see the most of. Everett's obviously spoken really highly of him last couple of days. His performances in pre-season have been, have been promising. And I think given the fact that Baptiste isn't getting any older, obviously we've signed Johnston. Oh, he is getting older. He's definitely getting older. <laughs> he's definitely getting older. Well, he's certainly not getting any younger then, shall I put it that way. <laughs> I, think that, I think that Senior and his versatility and his, his, his energy as well could be really, really useful for us this season. So I'm, I'm, I'm quietly hopeful that we're, we're building a, a squad on the sly that, that's able to compete. But I, I certainly would be, bo- would be a little bit bothered if it kind of came to a bit of an end and we didn't push that on a bit further in a couple of different, different positions. Yeah, I, I I do see where you're coming from. I think while we've got that classic, you know, two or three per position at, at this moment in time, I do think then possibly needs to be a bit more strength in depth. The one I was going to ask you about, Chris, um, because I, I do completely agree with you on senior. By the way, I think it, it'd be wholly positive if he came through um, and played a part this season, uh, especially considering he's a Bolton fan, etc. But um, Joel Dixon, now he certainly looks like Billy Crellin in, in the face. <laughs> And uh, my my dad couldn't make it to any of the uh, the preseason games, but did in a similar vein to log on at half uh, at half time to watch the FC United and Manchester game, and within two seconds he'd kick one into his own net. Should we be concerned? A completely nondescript, non-league goalkeeper for me. I saw him in those two games. He didn't really have a great deal to do in either. To be perfectly fair, that the goal that Longridge scored was decent. He didn't really stand a chance with that. And at Preston, he was he was barely troubled. To be perfectly honest, and so. I'm minded to try and improve that position if someone half-decent becomes available. Failing that, I guess it's a case of suck it and see. I should think he'll just be a a placeholder until Jilts comes back. But given his injury problems over the summer, when will that be? Because he obviously has got age as a factor. He's got his operation that he's had it taken into a factor, lack of a pre-season. You know, does he particularly need a pre-season in goal, as a goalkeeper? Not really that sure. I'd definitely be looking to improve on the goalkeeper position if someone of quality became available. Who that is, I've no idea. But just having Dixon and then the two young lads as backup will be a little bit concerning. That said, I've, I've been impressed with the couple of times I've seen Hutchinson. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. Only in the warm-up at Preston, so really not pretending to, to be an expert on the brain stretch of the imagination. But there's something about him. I really like the look of him in the warm-up. He was, the way he was carrying himself, he's athletic, he's strong, he's a big lad. Not as tall as Dixon probably, but more imposing in a physical sense, more so than Alexander as well. So maybe we look to the youth. I'm not proposing that we start him in League One by any stretch, but I think to have him as number two, stroke number three goalkeeper would be a good pathway. Show others in the academy as well that we're interested in promoting youth, along with the likes of senior. Yeah, no, I, I think um, he got rave reviews uh, in the Chorley game yesterday as we record this. and made, made a double save that was very, very impressive on the highlights that I saw. 
Um, so it's it's nice to be be seeing a, a good a good Definitely. keeper coming through the system. It's, it seems to be uh, the norm with Bolton. We've had quite a few of those, and it'd be nice to see one of those actually make it to to the first team. Yeah. Uh, Lee... Sorry, before well, we go, go on, on that, no, go I on. just want to say in defence of Dixon, uh, it might just be because he was he was against his old club, but he did have a really good game against Barrow. So maybe there's some redemption there for him. Don't get me wrong. This isn't me writing him off by any stretch of the imagination. It's just. It looks another risky signing, which is which is exactly what he did with Krellin, and I'd rather like to think he'd learned from the mistakes of the past. But you know, we, we will see what we will see. Um, Lee, are there any 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 standouts for you in, in that list of uh, signings that maybe we haven't discussed yet? Amadou Bakayoko for me is the one that, that stands out as an interesting one, if not one that I certainly wasn't pleased about at the time. Yeah, I think there's been I think there's been sort of three or four. I'd say maybe like half the business has been. What has got the fans excited and is, is, is exactly what the fans wanted in Declan, in Dapo, in Sheehan, certainly, I think, and in um, what's the other one I was trying to think of that we've, we've sort of got? Johnston, yeah, I'd, I'd say the, the pedigree of those four, I think, uh, has got me excited, whereas the pedigree of the other ones that have come in, uh, it's a little bit in, I'm not, I'm not writing any of them off by any stretch, but it's a little bit in the balance, isn't it, whether they're going to be hit, hits or misses, I think. Um, like you say, Bakayoko. It's like a powerful runner, and he, he, you know, he's, he's fast, and he's, so he's a different option to Doyle, very much a different player, um, which is, is good. You know, you always need Plan Bs, and never alluded to that. Sort of even even in January uh, last season, he, he mentioned wanting to bring in someone different to that. He didn't actually manage to do it, but um, it was sort of a, a signing that you look at his goal record, and I've got to mitigate that. I think a lot of his appearances have been off the bench for Coventry, and. Um, my first look at him at Longridge, you know, stood with um, stood with, with James and Chris. It was um, he, he looked he looked decent. You know, he, he he missed the target a few times when he could have done a bit better, but he certainly got into good position. He's up against an anti-side who made changes as well, so it's it wasn't exactly a great part of how he's going to be in League One. But he's played in the division. He's, he's got experience in this league, and yeah, I think like with Ameson as well, he's an off West lad and. He's been playing down in Plymouth, and he, he was he played nearly every game last season. I think he was a bit surprised not to get any deal with Ryan Lowe, and and obviously we've you know we we're fishing even though the embargo's gone, we're, we're fishing in markets that we literally can't pay a fee. I mean, we, I know we can do now, but I don't think we can really. Um, I don't think a, a, a fee can pay a fee. Um, so I think whenever, whenever it was asked, I think by Jack Deard and as to um, whether we'll be able to splash the cash now, I think his response sort of said it all. I think like a belly laugh, like yeah, right. So, you know, we're shopping in limited markets. I think we've done maybe like an eight out of ten sort of window without obviously seeing the fruits of it and, and knowing whether it has been any good. Looking in, you know, looking at it, you know, as a someone who does know a little bit about League One and Two now after after us long wishing down here for a few years. Um, looking at names we brought in, I'm 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 quietly optimistic that we'll avoid a relegation struggle. I'll be amazed if we make. Playoffs, so not amazed. I'd be very surprised if we made the playoffs, and I'd be amazed if we did something like automatic because I don't think the squad matches up to the other sides in the division quite as well as some people think. Um, remember, Dapo he scored like two goals in his whole career, or you know, three goals maybe or something. We, there's a lot of pressure on him. I'm not saying he can't step up and do, and do it. It's encouraging he scored the other day. It wasn't the cleanest finish I've seen on the highlights, but at Barrow, but you know, he's getting in the positions more regularly. That's encouraging. Um, but there's a certain amount of, of players there who are still untested at the level, um, like Dixon, like you say. It's, it's a different type of risk with Dixon to Krellin, isn't it? Because 
Um, Dixon, someone who has played enough league football, he isn't a really young lad, he's not a 19-year-old, but he's not, he's not played at this level before regularly, so again, it's, it's another risk. But I think Jilks will still be number one. He did he did play one game in pre-season, Jilks, and he's played one since his knee injury. He, has, he, he played has, in that first uh, half of the FC United Manchester game, half, I Yeah, I was going to say, I want to switch on the street. <laughs> James, uh, do you want to, do you want to uh, tell the, the world what you said to him when he walked on the pitch? Sorry, said to who? <laughs> Said to jokes. Said to jokes when he was in goal. Oh right. <laughs> oh dear. I shouted, "Granddad!" <laughs> and what? And what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me say it. <laughs> what did he do, James? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> right. Just, just uh, for listeners. I mean, there'll probably be a few listeners who are actually at the game. James said, "Come on, then, Granddad!" And jokes proceeded to do the splits. <laughs> directly in front of James <laughs> and turn around and say I bet you could, can't do that when you're my age <laughs> no wonder he's injured <laughs> I can, I, I can take the blame for the Amici injury before the Preston game he was doing a solo warm up before the game he came over to where I was stood literally a couple of feet away so I just said oh good luck and then next thing you know he's broken his foot and he's out Jesus <laughs> Christ us so, love boys are cursed think, aren't we break a break leg no pleasure in that, but there you are, my fault. Sorry, mate. Honest to God, Chris. <laughs> oh, dude, well, please don't come to MK Dons. Do us, do, do us the favour, please. Um, uh, Lee, sorry, I'm not cut you off mid. mid uh, oh, I'd, 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 I'd finished my waffle, mate. I'd finished it pretty much. Uh, yeah. sorry. It, it was sorry, just, talk, talk, general over. Yeah, general over. It was just like half of them, half of them look like the good bats, and half of them we're not sure. Mixed bag, isn't it, really? It is, yeah. Although, as you say, given the pond that we're fishing in, I, I'm I'm quite pleased with the business. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll come on to uh, to Declan and to Dapo in a second because I think, especially with the fact that they're three year deals, as James has mentioned, it's very important business that they've stayed. But James, I want to come to you on uh, on George Johnson first. Um, it's always nice to wind up Wigan fans when we get a player that they really wanted, especially considering the money that they spent this summer. <laughs> It shows, shows a good bit of ambition from him, I think, to come to a much bigger club. I mean, can you blame him? I know no. Wigan have, I know Wigan have just had a recent takeover, and they've supposedly got a bit of money behind them now. But the statues of the two clubs are incomparable. Nah. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it's exactly like. It's Turnbull when he went to Salford, being seduced by the big money and uh, you know the, the fancy hotels they probably put him in when they were trying to sign him. Yeah, and still languishing in League Two. Yeah, no, I saw what Turnbull did and realised, oh crap, I don't want to score a really stupid own goal against him now. I'll Sky. just join him instead. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I'm very excited about the Johnston signing, though, all jokes aside. I don't know about you, I think it could be another one uh, that we could do quite well out of over the three years that he's here. Yeah, well, I never saw him actually play for Wigan, so, and I can't really say I've seen that much of him playing for pre-season because um, he's, he's missed the last couple of games now. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a good read on him, but if he's supposed heir apparent to what um, Baptiste was last season, then yeah, yeah. Um, if he, if he plays like Baptiste did in the second half of last season, then or or be, or better, then yeah, he'll do absolutely fine here. He'll, he'll do well, and like you say, yeah. like you say, it's a good, ambitious young signing lad from Feyenoord who's who's come over from the enemies. He's already proved it pretty much for half a season at League One and, <coughs> excuse me, um, and young three-year deal. It, it's it's the, really the kind of business that a, a stable club 
should be doing, if, especially if they're looking to build up the leagues and mix the ambition that Everett wants and really that the fans want as well to, at minimum, be back in the championship. Indeed. I mean, he's, he's not very tall, but, um, you know, the clips that I've seen of him from uh, uh, BWFC analysis, shout out he to... He doesn't need to... to be tall. He'll have Santos alongside him to be tall. That's what I was going to ask you, the, the, the sort of little and large kind of partnership where Santos does all the uh, ball winning and, and Johnston reads the game and plays along the yeah. deck and things like that. Yeah, it's that... worked in the past for a lot of other clubs. Yeah, that and they'll have, also have MJ Williams in front of him who's, who's cooler than the other side of the pillow and tall himself, so... <laughs> it can leave Johnston to to his game uh, where where he seems best, which from all accounts is passing the ball forward with his feet and finding some long passages long passes from the back line to the wing. So yeah, so, so, sounds like good business all around. Indeed, Chris, I'm going to give you the uh, the big re- retentions. I, I left out the retentions like Isgrove and Tut and people like that. Um, because one, I think they're useful squad players. The the ones that we really wanted were, were Declan John and Dapo for line. I know, especially um, you're a big fan of Dapo's. How important do you think those those signings were, especially on three year deals, which kind of protects mm. uh, their futures at the club as well? Brilliant, yeah. It shows certainly a bit of confidence from the players in us, and, and vice versa. So I think it can only be a good thing. I think to look at the contribution that Dapo's made. I know Lee said before about him only scoring a couple of goals in his career. Well that's probably half as many as Isgrove scored in a career that's been 10 times longer. So I would much, much rather we invest our lengthy contracts, new contracts in that kind of player than in investing in giving Tut and uh, Isgrove three-year contracts, which would have been daft. But yeah, I, I think it shows the real excitement and the prospect. I know we may talk on it a bit, a bit in a bit, of having politic on one, one wing and Dapo on the other. Gets my juices flowing. I think that's absolutely tremendous. And if, if that sort of service can't inspire Doyle to um, to get the goals that we're going to need him to, unless we bring in another striker, it, it, all things point to to Wanderers certainly not focusing on the longer ball. We've not got the little and large partnership up front, even if we have it at centre-half. I, I just think at the moment, the squad, one one striker aside, is looking pretty balanced. I don't think we can really ask for any more than that at this point. No, um, I, I think I think you're spot on. I, I obviously am very very pleased that Declan's uh, Declan John's still here. I think that's another one. Don't get me wrong; I'm not looking to flog him the second he, he signed a three-year deal. But it's one of those things where if we do stay in League One for another season, which let's be honest is is, is very very possible, um, and someone comes calling and puts down a decent amount of money, you know, it really does protect the club's future, which is very very prudent business. And also, I think it speaks volumes as to how well treated they were at this club that they wanted to stay here. Do you not think, Chris, that that's a big reason, or a big positive, especially in a feather in Ebbets' cap, that these people have wanted to play for Bolton Wanderers and, and commit their futures for such a long time? Uh, Bolton Wanderers, yeah. Ever, you know, maybe. It's difficult to know, isn't it, what, what sort of relationship they have, although they do speak highly of him. Uh, I, I just think as well that we are, we're in a good position and, and, and the days of being able to protect our assets and not suffer people running contracts down and leaving for, for reduced fees. I'm hopeful those days have gone. And I know James touched on the uh, the embargo for and I'd much rather we reinvested what money we've got in securing those longer term, longer better prospect assets like you like Declan John, like politic uh, like a uh, Dapo beg your pardon, than going out and wasting a couple of hundred thousand on, on an unknown quantity. So I think that makes evident sense. But as far as left back goes, I've been quietly impressed with uh, Garden over the two games that I saw, I thought he did absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever, um, and that will be another another 
bonus for us if we don't have to go out and secure another left back in order to provide a bit of competition because with the best will in the world John has got a fairly checkered pass with injuries um, mm-hmm. and so again a bit of, bit of strength in depth I'm all for it yeah, and also I think um, Johnson has been brought in with with that potentially in mind because I think he played a little bit at left back certainly for sure. in his youth days at Liverpool um, and maybe a little bit for Wigan. Although admittedly, I I, I don't know for certain. Um, Lee, Chris alluded to it there that we uh, probably need to get ourselves another striker. Um, you know, he's brought in Bakayoko to be competition for Doyle, but I think I've seen the question asked several times, especially this week, as to where or not the uh, the goals are going to come from for this team. Is that your your on your your top of your shopping list, or is there anything else that you think we need to try and get in um, at this stage? Yeah, I think. Well, I think this is, you have a shopping list for what you would potentially pick and choose, and you have a shopping list of what is realistic in you know in normal in real life, basically. And um, like you say, I think the striker position is probably. I think he's going to go with Doyle, isn't he, to begin the season? He's not going to um, unless we bring in someone someone of huge repute. You know, he's undisputed number one, but I think. You know, someone scored nearly twenty league goals. You're gonna you're gonna stick with him realistically, and they know the system. He knows he knows the league as well. He has scored goals in this league. I think Mark Isles put up and the Bolton News this morning forty six goals and hundred starts in League One. So that's pretty good. I know he's aging now, but he's never his game's never been based on pace, has it? Um, I, I'm sort of undecided whether Doyle's going to do the business. Um, he frustrated me at times last season. Um, I know, <laughs> I know quite a few. I was expected tweets sort of every. For about forty minutes every game from Chris saying when's Doyle coming on and uh, I, I was enjoyed that tweet. Motivational, exactly. Motivational. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, before I did see Doyle running around with his phone in his hand, Chris. So that that was exactly. a good. <laughs> How so, many goals did he score? Thank you. Exactly. So yeah, like I said, Not I'm, a bit, I'm a little bit um, a little bit torn as to whether we desperately need someone else coming and whether three goes into one and he's mentioned Everett's actually mentioned about the fact he thinks Bakio can, can play either wing I think that's feasible I don't know how, we, how well he crosses the ball how well he cuts it back and how well he sort of attracts back and outs his full back so you know I've no idea on that front but if Everett thinks he can be an option there he might have to be if we can't bring in the, the winger to replace him each is uh, it in the first sort of six to eight weeks. Um, Surely he's an top. emergency option for wing or back yeah. much, like, much, like, much like much like much like Delfonso because I, I yeah. know Delfonso played a lot on the wing, but he just doesn't belong on the wing. It'll, it feels yeah, the same. I've got with a horrible feeling he's going to start there. I've got a horrible feeling at MK Dons we're going to see Delfonso start there. Well, to be fair, I think Delfonso's best moment of the season was that little burst of pace and, and the ball right on Doyle's foot for the, for the winner against Forest Green. So. And that, that was also his worst moment, though, Lee, because it was the moment I realised how frustrating he is, because that was just brilliant. Yeah. So, no one else in that pitch could have done that. Yeah, probably not. So, like you say, I mean, in, in terms of more business, I think I think Chris said about another keeper, but I don't I don't see it unless there's a bad injury to one of Jules or Dixon before the end of the transfer window. So I don't think he's going to bring anyone else in. He seems fairly happy with those two as his options, which you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll certainly see, won't we? Um, whether they are, whether they are up to it, um, you know, as the, as the season progresses. But I think, in terms of moves, I think Gordon, I think Gordon's done enough. It sounds like again, in, I always listen to Everett's interviews, and not all of them. You know, sometimes like six minute ones, I'm not listening to for six minutes. But I always read Mark Isles' transcribed quote, uh, quote, sorry, um, on you know, just to get a gauge on how he's thinking about people and who he mentions about. He's, he's mentioned Darcy a lot this preseason. That he's very happy with him. He's mentioned Gordon once or twice that he's he's much happier with where he is. But it sounds to me like I think the rest of the business is probably done and it might be someone like 
well, I was going to say we 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 were sort of linked at the the, the Premier League loanee that was sort of uh, cryptically mentioned by Ever earlier in pre-season. May well have been you know, Man United's Anthony Alanga who scored again tonight. So I think that will wave a bye to that possibility that he might have been coming in because he's he looks very much um, very much sort of a bit of a wonder kid. So I think if we were to bring in a striker, it, it would be someone from like a Championship side. I, I don't. I like the idea personally of bringing in sort of a 17, 18 year old. I'd probably prefer like a championship striker who's maybe on on the verge of getting in his, their one of their teams. Um, someone with a bit more pedigree, maybe. I think just bringing in sort of a very young, untested kid is is hard when you're probably only going to get minutes from the bench. It's very difficult to sort of. I, think I don't lot. know about you. I'd sooner it be one of our kids doing that than someone else. Yeah, we don't have we don't have any though, do we? We, do, we literally don't have a striker. Well, no, because yeah, cause of course the lockets out. I forgot about that. Well, I mean, Keane Lafonda, but he's literally 16, isn't he? So you can't expect him to come in as a 16-year-old and, and, and do anything like that. I mean, that Mitchell Henry, I think, is a striker came on last night at Chorley. But again, I, I don't know the first thing about him. I don't know how he plays or anything. So, and yeah, like obviously. Miller, though, as well, let's not forget. Because Miller, yeah. Miller was quite happy playing that role, but obviously not probably not good enough yeah. for League One. No, no. I mean, he's, he's on Charlotte Nantwich, which says a lot, you know, as to what he's the club he can get. But anyway, like I say, he was great for us in, in the little bits that he did not want But yeah, striker is it's a weird one because you've got a striker balance, haven't you? With, he's probably not going to be first choice. Someone coming in, it's difficult if you're going to just get a low knee that you go into the parent club saying, look, if he comes in and scores goals, he'll get in ahead of Doyle sort of thing. But what, what do you say to Bakayoko? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Just, just wondering who you can bring in and who you can entice just with, with the basis that on the basis that they'll probably not start as a striker to begin with and they'll have to impress off the bench. I always find really young players come in and run around like Ever's chicken. They probably don't do... They probably try too hard to try and get in the team. I think you probably need someone who's a little bit more mature, maybe 20, 21, someone like that, to come and, um, and, and push Doyle for that start. And Bakayoko, I suppose, for that starting one up front. But I don't see... I don't really see Ever playing the two up front and maybe reverting to three at the back to allow us to play to I don't really see it happening unless things are going terribly wrong with the 4-2-3-1 but yeah that's that's the main bit of business and then obviously a, a winger if the Amici sounds like he's going to miss the first six weeks of the season so we may well bring in another winger to compete with Isgrove on the right um, or, on, or a left winger who knows because they're a bit interchangeable out of the wing positions. but that looks like the kind of business that we're going to do doesn't it so um, yeah we'll just have to see what happens and hope we bring in sort of the right fit really yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I, I was very pleased we got our business done early because it gives us the scope yeah. to be able to make changes a little bit further down the line. But to be honest with you, I think a lot of the good talent probably won't necessarily be available until you know the transfer window is coming to a close, as often is the way with, with this kind of thing, because people want to be able to take stock of starting league positions and all of that kind of thing. So I, I, I can't envisage any anyone else being brought in pre-MK Dons, uh, certainly. But uh, we I'd shall see what we that, shall see. And we'd also have to see... Some more outgoings as well, I think, because I know I was going to get on them, yeah, yeah, because there's a few, aren't there, just dossing around. Yeah, like I I know some people said that Crawford did well at Chorley, but let's but let's face it, he's probably not sticking around, if I'm honest. Uh, Same with Comley. Uh, Well, we've already got rid of Greenwich, so yeah, I, I think we'd need a couple more outgoings really before we could get any more in. Just, just for squad space wise, because we still got a squad limit to meet for this level as well. Exactly. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I don't want to see Crawford play for us again, which might be 
ridiculously short-sighted because there is clearly a player in there. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been so pleased that we'd retained him for, for the League Two season. But uh, I saw more than enough last year that means that I don't want him to play for us. Comley's the interesting one, though. Chris, wh- wh- where do you stand on Comley? Do you think he- he's for the door? Do you reckon there's anything that he could provide for us this season? I think it's interesting that he's made a few appearances in pre-season and I wonder whether that's more to put him in the shot window than to establish his place in our midfield. I think his pedigree is reasonable, so I would not be averse to him staying. But I think between him and Tuck, you've probably got different cheeks of the same arse there. You know, They're pretty much the same sort of player. And If we can trim one to bring in one elsewhere, then I wouldn't be against it. And again, I don't remember him doing anything particularly offensive, but in, in the Niger world in which I've lived for the last however many years. Let's get rid. Why not? Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, my, my, my opinion on, on Comley is... I, I can't really form a proper opinion on him because someone did make the point on Twitter okay, that he's, a, yeah. he's, only, he's only played with rubbish players in a Bolton shirt. That's the thing. And who knows what he would have been necessarily capable of doing if he played in the much better side that we saw from the end of January onwards. So, who, who knows? Yeah, and. Like and this exactly your face doesn't fit and some things happen like that you know the Ashley Fletcher and Marcus Rashford situation and all of that um but anyway I think that's um new signings and squad covered reasonably well in depth unless anyone's got any burning points that they'd like to to make on that um if not then I think we can move on to talk about pre-season overall uh we've obviously got the Blackburn game coming up uh this Saturday the first time the Uni Bowl or the Reebok is going to be welcoming fans back for the best part of 18 months or so, if I'm correct in saying that. So that's going to be exciting. But up until this point, we've beaten Longridge Town 3-1, beaten Allerton Collieries 4-0, drawn with FC United Manchester 1-0, beaten Preston 1-0, beaten Barrow 1-0, and beaten Chorley 1-0, although that was a BWFC 11, but there were quite a few first-teamers there. James, general overview of the pre-season, we're unbeaten still. Do you see that continuing against Blackburn? And what have you made of the performances so far? Uh, overall performances, I'd say majority good. Um, we were both at that FC United game where I think everyone can pretty much agree that by maybe one or two players, no one in that squad was really up to par that game. The beer uh, helped, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. thank God we could find a pub to get one in before we got in the stadium because watching some of that sob- sober-ish. Ugh. But uh, anyway, um, probably my most impressive performance that I've seen was uh, Preston. Uh, every, I'd say pretty much everyone had a good game, though the standouts for me in that game were MJ Williams and Liam Gordon. Those two especially were... We're top tier in that game against a reasonably solid championship side, although I must admit they didn't look it during that game. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm quite I've been quietly impressed with quite a few of the players. Um, I'd I'd say, I mean, if we can do it against Preston, who who you know usually around the mid-table championship and I'd expect them to be around there again and same with Blackburn who have pretty much retained a lot of their squad and you know play like a mid-table championship side there's no reason why we can't get a result against them especially if we turn up and play play the kind of performance that we did against Preston yeah let's go start as you mean to go on as they say how much stock do you put in, in the results in pre-season? Because don't, don't get me wrong, I understand that a lot of it is very, very meaningless considering the, the level of opposition. 
But it must be a reasonable confidence boost going into a new season unbeaten, especially given the run we had at the end of last year. Yeah, well, uh, well, our last pre-season game, other than the when we faced the proper teams, most of the time we got slapped around. So, exactly. Yeah, so starting off reasonably well against the better sides gives me a, a lot more hope and should really give the players a lot more hope going into this coming season. Uh, so, but yeah, you, you, they do make a point where you can't predict pre-season. I mean, we had pre-seasons in the Allardyce where we lost most of our pre-season games and then we went on to have a really solid campaign. So it's not the be-all and end-all, but personally, I, I like seeing pre-season results and seeing how we get on. And I, like I say, it's a good it's a good starting ground, especially because we got all of our business done so early. Yeah, no, don't be wrong. I'd love to see us win against Blackburn for obvious reasons, Chris. I know you'd love to want to see us win against Blackburn as well. Always, exactly. Um, but Lee, I'm going to come to you to talk about the two players. James mentioned one of them there, who I think have been standout in in preseason thus far, and that is MJ Williams and Ronan Darcy. MJ Williams was honestly the person that I thought was going to drop out of our midfield um, for for this start of this season. I know he does a good job in terms of shielding the back four, but. I thought he looked like he might be a bit too limited to play at this level, but by all accounts, he's been utterly superb. And Darcy is one of the main reasons why I think Crawford needs to be shipped out, because I think he can do what Crawford can do with a lot more energy, a lot more enthusiasm, and is a lot younger. What have you thought of those two in in this preseason? Yeah, pretty much echo your thoughts. Like I say, I've I've only seen um, Williams in the flesh, I think in the second half he played against... um, Longridge in me because we played two different sides. I think he came on the second half, Williams from memory. But um, obviously, watched him every game towards the end of last season. Bit of a shaky start where more than more than a few of us were like, what does he actually offer? And then uh, eventually, we saw exactly what he does offer, which is sort of quite a mature, composed, strong player who sort of screens the defence and, and, and can play the odd decent ball forward, you know, to break, break lines as well. So apparently, he's um, switch to a vegan diet. Uh, again, I'm, I, I sort of get a lot of my info obviously from Bolton News. Like I mentioned Mark about six times, I must be here uh, on this podcast already, but obviously I read one just, of his. Just don't uh, mention his podcast and then we'll be fine. <laughs> I read one of his interviews with uh, with either with Ever or Williams. There was, there was a piece about Williams anyway and saying that he switched to a vegan diet. Um, he seems to have got over his knee injuries that really held him back. And I think anyone, like I say, anyone who starts at Liverpool and, and, and stays there for a, a good length of time, obviously going on loan a lot um, to, to Swindon and a few other teams I think he played for on loan before he settled at like Rochdale and Blackpool. But, you know, he, 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 didn't really, he didn't really look like he was a player who was going to progress up the leagues and maybe even end up being a championship player. I think, I think Premier League would be, would be a, a touch too far. But he's he starting to show signs that he could be someone who's had a real resurgence in the career and, and that's through getting over his, his sort of uh, physical demons and um, and brilliant if that you know it's good that they're looking into these whether it was Williams' own personal choice to go vegan or whatever or but if it's great if the club are looking into ways of getting that extra one percent out of players or even ten percent out of players like Big Sam used to and you know that's you know you, you should always look at your own squad first and see how you can improve the players who, who are there rather than always look to bring someone else in, because sometimes players can surprise you. I, I've certainly been really encouraged by Gethin Jones's finishing since he scored his first ever league, you know, first ever goal at Port Vale. He, he get a bit of a, I remember the goal he scored, he had a bit of a bit of a poor shot, he came back to him and he put it in the corner. And since then, whenever he's really had a chance on goal, I mean, that goal against Preston, I just think 
was was brilliant. He just lashed it in really, really confident. And I'm quite excited about him getting more chances to score because he looks like one of the best finishers in the squad. And obviously, we're not, you didn't ask me about him, but there's you know there's Williams and there's and Darcy's obviously so encouraging that he's bulked up and he and he's looking like. I just when he came on, everyone lauded that performance against Bradford when we just sneaked home one nil, like in the midst of a when we were playing terribly, and everyone getting all really excited about his sort of shit house performance when he came on and kicking the ball away and and should he have shot? Well, do you remember that one when he came on late and we didn't really see an awful lot more of Darcy beyond that game, particularly from my memory anyway? But he looked like a little boy. I thought I can't even remember him being this week when he played in League One. Um, I just thought he looks so weak that I couldn't imagine him ever holding down a place. But he really looks like he's bulked up, you know, twenty twenty five percent of his sort of body mass or whatever from that. I think there was a, a before and after photo of him on Twitter. Someone put up this week, which showed how much he's physically developed over, over the last sort of eight nine months. So really excited for him to to push on because obviously he's, in, he's coming into his last year contract with us as he, as his politics. So those two, I think anyone, any Bolton fan wants nothing more than senior politician. You know, perhaps a Brocky senior politician, Darcy, also be part of a side that comes back into the championship. How, how good would that be? Whether it comes to fruition, like you say, he needs he needs a pathway to the first team. I certainly think that Sarsic is going to have more injury issues. I think he's he, he was fairly injury prone really last season, if we're honest. He missed, I think, three different spells, didn't he, eventually? And um, I think there's a chance there for Darcy to get that number 10 spot and maybe even keep it. You just just don't know, do you? Things can work out very differently in football as to what you expect. And I don't think any of us expected, you know, after a few games last season, George Thomason would end up being, not that we'd need much about him then, but would be end up being one of the star men in our team, you know, in a promotion-winning team. There's not one person on, on earth who would have said that would have happened. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's really encouraging that Darcy's breaking through and, and, and getting the minutes he, he needs in pre-season. And again, it was kind of a stroke up that he got uh, over an hour. I think he got the most minutes of anyone at Longridge because Sarsovic came off injured. So you, sometimes you just need that chance to really prove yourself. And just it's a stroke of luck, and that, that often is, can be the kickstarter for you know for rekindling his, his career with us. Which uh, I think, like I say, we all we all hope he does that. I loved him in League One. There's a bit of a sorry, Tom. There's a bit of a sidebar. Rob Holding only got in the team because everyone yeah. else was injured. So exactly. you just, you know, I know it's a bit of an extreme comparison, but you just never know. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, good comparison, Chris. Yeah. I, I'd forgotten about that completely, and, and of course, of course, it's absolutely spot on. But I, I just, I, I loved Darcy in, in League One when, when he was playing. Um, sort of in uh, attacking midfield position, just in behind the striker with with the Linden out wide, and you know all those exciting players in that team. I just. I, th- I thought it, I thought it was fantastic. Then he needed to grow up. You're completely right, Lee, and I think he's done that. And I, I would like nothing more than for him to to get a proper run in this team, which is exactly why I want I want rid of Crawford, so he has one less obstacle to to try and get over. Um, yeah, totally. You know, it's, it, 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 it could not be more beneficial for Bolton to have someone like Darcy there instead of someone like Crawford. But I'll, I'll, I'll get over my uh, my obsession very very soon, hopefully. Um, Chris, you mentioned that the the one 0 win against Preston was one of the best performances that you've seen you've seen from us. And don't be wrong, I've heard a lot of very positive things about it. Um, what's particularly impressed you in, in that game that, that that made you make that comment? Was it the style of play or the, just the composure of the victory? Bit of everything, to be honest, mate. I mean, we had Bakayoko playing up front, and bless him, 
he's got so many physical attributes, but I really don't see him on, on the basis of the two games I've seen him so far being a regular goal scorer for us. And and we didn't resort to using his physicality as our main uh, main weapon. Uh, we passed the ball around really well. We kept Preston quite spread. Uh, obviously, Amici went off injured, but with, with Dapo, Delfonso, we, we spread the play, played some really nice intricate passing, and we just attacked. But at no point did I particularly feel like Preston with the strength of the team they had out with Scott Sinclair, Potts, a couple, I know they were missing Robinson, I think. There are a couple of other ones were still there. It, or Johnson, I beg your pardon, not Robinson. It was it was just a positive Bolton Wanderers performance. And I, and I know we had the, the decent run at the back end of last season that, that saw us through, but it's just never the same, is it, watching on telly? And so to see us play with that kind of aggression in the tackle, that kind of aggression in our, ta- our attack and our, our aggression in the pass, it was really, really uplifting because the last game we all saw in the flesh most most likely was turgid Keith Hill side. So to be in this position now where we might have a manager in charge who's yet to particularly win us over, particularly us just being me, the only one. But I think that style of play was hugely encouraging. And so if we can replicate that against teams in League One, it may well cover up some of the deficiencies in the players that we maybe thought might not be able to make the step up. Because they all seemed to have bought into it. They all attacked us. One, they knew exactly what the what the uh, intention was when they got the ball. There was no, there was no shyness in, in moving it forward. A sideways or backwards pass when necessary, but they were few and far between. So, overall, it was it was a real first opportunity to see the team. I think will probably start, bar Doyle for Bakayoko, will probably start the first league game. And if we can go into that kind of mindset, hugely encouraging for the season. Yeah, absolutely. There's some, there's some good teams in League One this year. And I think Lee pointed out at the start, I think a few people have kind of got a bit giddy when they're talking about playoffs or top 10. I'd accept staying up. That'll be a real achievement for me for this particular season because there's some really good teams in League One. And, and I don't think we're on paper as good as, as, as a lot of them. Even, and it may sound like heresy, but I think we're going to have recruited really well. There aren't, many the, there aren't many of the players that they've signed that I wouldn't have taken probably would have taken them all in fairness so that's that's another rival we've got to try and get past if we can if we can stay up build on it I, I, it'd be fantastic but if we can play like we played against Preston then then maybe these people whose opinion I'm claiming is a little bit a bit, a bit of hyperbole we, we can do it why not I, I tell you what it is I, I don't think for one second that we're going to get promoted this season I, I don't want to temper any you know be horrible about our expectations or whatever but I've just been bitten too many times to start throwing out daft um, you know things like that without any real foundation however I, I wouldn't accept just staying up because I think we play far too good football for the majority of teams in this league for us to just think about finishing you know 16th or something like that I, 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 I really do think that there will be a lot of teams that struggle to be able to cope with us playing especially a year down the line um, the way that we do uh, but that, that isn't that a fantastic thing that we can think about Bolton playing wonderful football. When was the last time we were able to say that? Uh, so that, that that's wholly positive in my view, even if it might not get us promoted because of the, the strength of some of the other teams. Um, one thing I don't think we do have a lot of strength in still, James, and it was mentioned this week um, in an attacking sense in, 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 the, in the Bolton news, was uh, set pieces. Now, you've seen the most uh, pre-season games out of all of us. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any kind of improvement on that front, both in attack and defence? Well, I still rant about short corners, so there's your answer. Well, going forward, yes. <laughs> but I'm more worried about us conceding stupid goals from set plays again. Uh, 
Well, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to say because we've not really conceded very many set pieces during this preseason. So I don't know. I can't I can't really say too much on that front. Um, I don't know. I ho- I hope there's a better sign. I hope they've been working on it and. I mean, if you'd been the manager, I imagine that would have been one of the first things you'd done because you're recruiting players specifically to play this style, so you well, don't need to necessarily coach them to do that. You can focus elsewhere. Well, no, not necessarily, but it is also that something that he has clearly thought about. I mean, Ampson's a bit of a bigger lad, so he might. So if he ever gets a game, he might be able to win some headers. Same with Bakayoko, who's clearly been signed to be a big target man up front, but he, he seems pretty good in the air as well. Yeah, no. He's he's clearly not his main priority, which is mm. understandable. He he wants to be a possession based side, but I don't know. It's all, it's only really a, a, it's only really something we can claim when we come up against a side that actually more plays that uh, rough neck, lump it forward style like like when we faced Cheltenham again late this season. Uh, it's it, it's a hard call right now. I would say that the the though that it has been something he's considered, but as per usual, it's not his main priority. No, well, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. Most we'll see how we we cope with the what I imagine will be several air, um, aerial barrages from a lot of the clubs in this in this league. Although I know there's a lot more strength in League One than certainly there has been in previous years. Uh, but we're going to move. Well, if I can just nip in, Tom. Sorry, mate. One last Go thing. On, I thought they, they, they handled themselves really well in it from a physical aspect too, because Preston were a big, tall team, and and there were a couple of pushing and shoving matches that got my juices flowing. It, the lads were really up for it, and they weren't shirking challenges, even though it was a friendly. I know we've got a history of, of that going against us from time to time, but I thought that the the amount of battle that was on display, and the, the commitment and the desire was really interesting. I know they'd had a a kick up the arse from ever after the FC United game. But again, I think that aggression will be crucial because coming up against some of these grizzled, experienced midfields in this division, we've got some lads who've not really played much at this level. Um, and so they'll be ones wanting to impress. Going in with a bit of bite and setting your stall out at the start of the game might end up uh, doing us a favour. Absolutely. No, that's very, very good to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. You know, I think they've got Reese Jacobson up front, and don't, don't they? He, he's a bit, of a bit of a bully, so it's mm. nice, nice here we gave it some back. Um, we've talked a bit already about uh, about League One overall, how it's quite a strong league this year. Liam, I'm going to come to you. If you had to pick one side that you're particularly concerned about when, when we go to either visit them or they come to us, who, who are you picking out? It's not Wigan, is it? Um, well, I've got, I've, I'm not really... I obviously didn't know the question that was coming up, so I've had to have a bit of a think about that. Um, That's all right. I've actually... Um, well, I've already done like a bit of a pre-season preview for another for a blog that I write for as well and <laughs> alright I'll still, still do my articles for you guys don't worry um, <laughs> like, so yeah like, I'm just think I'm just actually looking at the things listen when you were talking about rough sort of rough neck side there isn't that many in this league I don't think from from people's appearance I won't profess to watch loads of league one football last season I watched on the pits and quest and I, you know I'd watch um, I'd, mainly people's opinions or the fans fan bases as a rule Best best way of getting a, a gauge on how a team plays, really. And I'm just looking at the fixtures. I think there's only really, at the Uniball anyway, 18th of September, Rotherham at home. I think Rotherham mix it well with Palm 1. I'm not saying they're just direct side, but they'll be a side that come here and probably test our back line in terms of getting the ball up to Michael Smith and the striker we've got there and, and, and sort of playing it long and testing whether we can deal with set pieces. And the other teams, Steve Evans is dealing them on my birthday weekend, 23rd of October. They're the two that I'm looking at there, which I'm thinking... 
that there'll be tests for our defence in terms of a physical point of view and, and set pieces and heading balls away and stuff. Like you say, Cheltenham as well later on in the season. But I don't think we play them until um, 27th of November. So I think most teams get it down and play, majority of them anyway. Um, you know, to, to a point, like the, the first game of the season at MK Dons, to, to perhaps answer the question you've asked me, Tom, um, sort of waffling on, but the, um, the MK Dons game, I, I'm concerned that they'll have, I think they're playing Spurs tonight and look like they're, they're playing some really good stuff, apparently, they're pre-season friendly. And I think they've, I think may well lose the managers to Swansea. There's, there's rumours of some items off to Swansea, which would be a massive blow. But I think they, although they only finished about, I think, 10th in the end or 11th last season, they, they certainly improved as the season went on. And the players, very much a bit like, very much like ever, obviously without the promotion, very much like us, the players grew into the, the, the way of playing in the system the longer they, they had there, obviously the longer they had to work on it. And I think, They've brought in some really smart players. They've lost a couple as well, Scott Fraser and um, Cameron Jerome. I mean, Cameron but, Jerome. but they've got um, they've got Waters and Issa now, don't they? Up front. Well, they've, well, they've brought them two in, and they've got um, which is slightly scary. Um, I've forgotten his name now. Scott Twine, Scott Twine, who, who just basically oh yes, of course. Fun. And he, I tell you what, I'd be amazed if he doesn't score against us. So that I just I'm shit scared of his right foot. His shooting is unbelievable for that level of. We haven't got Ben Amos in goal, so we'll be fine. Well, yeah, I was going to say, luckily, we've not got Amos in there. I mean, Wigan versus MK Dons, I think that's a nailed-on goal for Scott Twine, isn't it? But Are we giving you an education in uh, League One football, Chris? (laughs) These are just just made-up names. These are like regens on football. Regen names. That that is what they are. What was that that comment, Chris, about all these good teams in League One? If you don't know any players, (laughs) how do you know they're any good? (laughs) I know a few of them. When you when you <laughs> players like Scott Twine, which sounds completely made up, I, yeah. I think if I can maybe direct you in a certain direction, I think Ipswich are a team that, that yeah. again appear to have uh, recruited strongly. Some That's what I thought he was going to say. Themselves. I mm. thought he yeah. was definitely going to say that. I think we. I don't think we've got. We got on there on the eleventh of September, and I think um, they're a bit of a bogey. So I don't think we ever get anything in Ipswich nope. since Barry since Barry Knight. So. I think yes. that's going to be a t- tough one, but I am worried about the opening day. I think that's a, a, a real toughie. I'm glad it's at home. I'm, I'm actually really glad it's at home. I think that gives us a better chance of getting something, certainly, with the fans back. And I think even if we go 1-0 down after half an hour or whatever, or 10 minutes, we won't get on the back. They deserve at least our support, you know, for the first game of the season, certainly. Give what are you talking about? <laughs> what support if they if lose? We're not, if we're not too up, get booing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, I, 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 again, we keep on mentioning Mark, but it, it's relevant to this particular situation. When he talks on uh, uh, about that um, that noise, the groan that gets made yeah, at half time if we're losing, I'm looking forward to that so much. No, it's so well, yeah. Yeah, the disappointment, yeah. But yes, it's a very, it's a very, um, it is compared to the division. There's looking at, I keep up to all the transfers every day and looking at the, the, the kind of players that the teams are bringing in. The, We've done some good work in transferring over. There's some teams there who, who like I say, obviously we're going to pick up Stephen Humphries, who we've on our group have said oh, that we've, we've always wanted him to come I'm forward. so angry about that. Yeah, they also yeah, picked up Charlie Wack as well. Yeah, exactly. Which is, he's a donkey. Yeah, he's a donkey who scored over. Who scored one of the most goals in the league last season? Though it's yeah, not. It's not yeah, a kind of certain type of place of lining. Whether they've got that, or not, I don't know. But there's a few sides who I'm a bit more. You know, I'm not overly concerned about. I think Fleet would have got Colin Morton in on loan, and I was getting a bit worried for them. Well, not, not bothered, but I thought <laughs> they their, their sort of their play their their squad wasn't looking very strong. There's certainly it's it's a struggle to look through all the squads and go. We are 100 percent a better squad. 
defend them like and, and going through them all and I don't think there's more than maybe like half a dozen teams you go we've definitely got a better squad than them but like I say that that's just going off opinions it's very subjective it's very you know it's not a, it's not an exact science obviously but looking at looking at you know all the sides in the division I think a mid-table finish perhaps with pushing towards the playoffs would be something you know I, I wouldn't be Obviously, you say it now, but if if we've got a chance again in the playoffs and we and we fall away, then obviously you're going to be disappointed. You can never sort of say you'd be happy with finishing tenth. Of course, you're not happy. You don't want to be happy finishing tenth of the season because what's the point of playing the season out if you're just going to finish tenth? But you know, with looking at the bigger picture, I think that that sort of campaign where we may be maybe in the top half, I think that would be excellent. Like Chris says, he'd be happy staying up. I think he's probably been more. More real conservative, more, yeah. I think no, I think he's been. I think he's right to be. I think he's like I, I've just said. I don't think there's more than about five or six sides. You know, I'd definitely say we should, we've got a stronger unit than. Um, so it's a, it's a difficult one to know about expectations and whatever. But I think I think the the league is not going to be. Um, there's there's nowhere near as many teams who you think right. Well, we should beat these today. I definitely beat them. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to counteract you both on this because honestly, I'd say top half should be the bare minimum that we should finish. Yeah, uh, you say five or six. I'd honestly say at least nine teams were better than okay. that. But but Evan that's probably agrees. He talks a good game, doesn't he? About well, where he wants to be. Yeah, yeah, and high to, target. Well, it's the kind of mentality you want to have. You really should be aiming high. Maybe obviously he sometimes overinflates the expectations still even beyond that, but. I have no problem with him saying that. He has, he has ever asked to say what he said. Absolutely no problem with that. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of win, winning mentality you have to get into if you want to get promoted, especially because I want to get into that more often than not after 10 years of absolute yeah. turgidity. Like, like, come on. That's yeah, I don't. Like Neither am I. <laughs> I was going to look up my little Scrabble book. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. it'd, be nice yes. a, it'd be nice to have a cup run chucked in there, James, as well. Obviously, we've been cup, cups have been irrelevant to us for the last last few years, haven't they? Since we started dropping down the leagues, so it'd be nice to yeah, even at if least it's get through the, to a couple of rounds. Of yeah, each. even if it's the pizza trophy, like a good cup run would do as a world of good as well, as even Definitely. especially financially. And just to add to that as well, by the way, I think it would be very essential for us to make sure that we keep a lot of our squad players who we think could do a lot of good jobs interested. I, I think I think they're vital yeah. to those things. We go out in the first round in all those competitions. What are those guys going to be doing the entire season? Definitely. <laughs> well, well, we'll have in, well, we'll have injuries. That's just gonna that's oh, just part COVID. of the Yeah, that. Oh, that. that is a point. That is a point. But I'm not. I don't. I don't want that to be mentioned on this podcast. Thank you very much. I don't even want to think about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, tell, I tell you what. Again, I mentioned it in, the, in our in our group chat earlier, though, and I'm just looking down at Ipswich's signings because Chris 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 mentioned that the height of excess in League One is having both Tomas Holy and Václav Hladky as their goalkeepers. I mean, the, both of those would walk into any other side in this in this league, and one of them's going to sit on the bench for an entire season. Check yeah, regens, then, Chris. Check regens. Yeah, I, I you know what I've actually heard of both, so I've that. Oh, very good. <laughs> so I I thought Chris, you just were thinking that my mic had cut out, and I was just rambling instead rather than actually uh, yeah, saying other people's names. Ask you if you if you needed to clear your throat, mate, but no good stuff. I think you're right. I think to have a to have a wealth of options is something that we can only dream of like that. But again, it just maybe smacks of hoovering up the players you can afford to stop other people, yeah, improving their squad to the same extent, and and then they they think they'll benefit, but. It's Ipswich, anything can happen. 
Oh, no, I think that clearly is, is the plan, considering, again, height of excess. And this isn't an Ipswich Town podcast, by the way. You, you don't need to, to check the title. Caden Jackson, James Norwood, Macaulay Bond, Joe Piggott and Connor Chaplin as your five strikers. And I heard they were looking to recruit more. <laughs> if that's not hoovering up options at League One level, then nothing is. Um, but I think we'll battle the, them 5-0. Fi- yeah, I was about to say, odds on they'll still finish mid-table. Because they're yeah, just probably. part and parcel for, for a club got- that tends to overspend at those levels. Well, that's because they've got Toto Enciano at centre half, James. That makes sense. that makes eminent sense. Well, were they one of the were they one of the sides that that we lost five nil to five nil to? It was, league? yeah. Yeah, let's get revenge for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the only other thing I was going to say when we look at uh, League One overall, and uh, Chris, I'll come to you on this: is games we're looking forward to. We can go to games now. What what what's all top of your list? All of them. I, I think the, the, the way even you away no, give over. Don't <laughs> I went to Longridge and Leyland. That's about as far as I travel these days. Um, I, I just think the, the Wigan game has been circled in the calendar for, for a long, long time now. Since since the minute the fixtures came out, I'm hopefully going to miss the first couple of games. And I wouldn't normally have said that, but obviously waiting for holidays and things like that to be confirmed. But, but the first game back at the Reebok for me will be after after I return, hopefully on the tw- after the 23rd. And, and so we'll just... I just look forward to making that familiar trip down the motorway and, and enjoying a home game for once. But in terms of, of a wish list, definitely the, the Wigan game. I, I can't wait for that. James, I imagine something similar for you. Are there any ways that, that pick out that is interesting by Wigan, perhaps? Uh, for me, um, I have I have family that mainly are mainly based in Accrington, so I want to batter Aki Stanley and get vengeance for that stupid 7-1 loss that we had last season. <laughs> Yeah, no, Aki, Aki Stanley is the uh, one game for me, though, personally... Uh, you have to wait a while. Easter Monday, that's the uh, third last game of the season, yeah. I know. I, I thought it was, I I thought it was 11th of December. The, no, that's away. Yeah, the, uh, well, the away one is the main one I'm talking about. Oh, away, I'm sorry. Yeah, you were waiting. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it, we get a freezing cold win and we don't get battered 7-1 in a freezing, even more cold December, but... We'll see. But yeah, Aki Stanley's my main one, but really just a lot of the teams around, especially grounds I haven't been to before, like Morecambe and stuff. Excited for games like that. Yeah. Lee, same question to you. I presume the majority of them will be home games, the ones that you're interested in. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I'll try and get to Wigan away and a few others, just just depending on you know, life, family life, etc. But it's just a case of, um, yeah, like I said, Wigan's the obvious one, and it? it's a week before my birthday as well. Um, so that's why should mention that now. Are you expecting something on that one? <laughs> well, I don't Not know. You, just, just look at the fixture near your birthday, don't you? And you just think like, oh, it's just something that makes it a bit more. Well, particularly speaking, dealing in games at home on the day before my birthday. So, so it's not even a big birthday. But, I got um, to go tomorrow for my birthday, Lee. So yours better be uh, better. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. But yeah, I'm just looking at Markham. Actually, you just mentioned Markham. Then James, it was uh, Markham on Boxing Day. I'm just hope, again. I'm hoping I'm able to. I'm allowed to go. I might be away or something. I'm not, not even sure I can go. But if I can go, just in Boxing Day football is brilliant. I've always loved it, and I've always loved loved it when we we're at home on Boxing Day. Just, there's a special atmosphere, and well, mainly a hungover atmosphere, obviously. But it's sort of a, a, everyone with the packs of Rennies out and whatever. But um, it's just one of those. It's just a just a fun day boxing in it. I always like it when we've got a home game, but whether I can actually go or not, probably in the balance, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's the main one for me. There's a few others in there. Sunderland at home end of Jan should be fun. Um, I think I said on the group, there's only three midweek games at the moment at home all season, which I, I thought mm. was quite a lot less. And I look back 
like the sad little man that I am, to the last League One campaign. And we had six midweekers, I think. So we're about half as many, but of course there'll be postponements with probably not so many for us, really, because of our underside heating, but there'll probably be other, there'll probably be one or two extra in there, maybe with a cup game midweek or whatever. But I always like night midweek games at night, but there's, like I said, there's, there's only three all season. One of them is in February. Uh, sorry, two of them are in February. Charlton I know which one Lincoln. you're going to think of, Lee. I know which one's going to be your favourite. Yeah, Charlton and Lincoln. Then Doncaster on the 23rd. I think the Doncaster one's going to be going to be a bit spicy after the sort of faux, almost like faux rivalry we've got with them now after the. Uh, Will you have permission to go? <laughs> yeah, I'll be fine with that one. Yeah, I'll get no, no, that. I don't. I don't Can mean I from. The I don't, yeah, I don't mean from your misses. I mean from Doncaster. <laughs> oh right, I get you. Sorry, yeah. Well, I was thinking both really, yeah. But yeah, was, was that the one you were thinking of, Tom? Was that Absolutely not. I was thinking 19th of October, Plymouth Argyle away. Oh, away. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Poor Mark yeah, that's, that's... is all I can say. Poor Mark. I know, yeah. He's definitely already mentioned that one already, I think, in his, twi- his Twitter. But, yeah. Yes, yeah. No, I, I mean, for, I don't know about you boys. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday away is, is going to be one that I'm definitely yeah. going to go to. I, I, I love going to Sheffield Wednesday away. Um, it's in a much more irritating location um, than Sheffield United's ground is, uh, but it's it's always one that I, I used to do for every time we played them in the Championship. Yeah, but you know, um, you know, you know, if they keep him, the, the, there's going to be a Barry Bannon masterclass against us. Yeah, that is very true. That is very true. Although uh, I've just heard that Barry Bannon is a poor man's Josh Sheehan, so who cares? <laughs> Uh, and also, again, we're plugging birthdays and then we will move on. I promise, listeners, this, I know this is a very tedious conversation, but um, Charlton away on my birthday is going to be is going to be a fun one for me to be able to go to. Uh, I've been to Charlton away once and uh, almost broke my leg under a pylon when Gary Medine scored. So I, I, need to, I need to build better memories than that. <laughs> Even Liam Trotter played well that day. That's a memory I'm trying to scrub from my mind. Um, but we, we move. need to scrub the memory of Medine playing for us out of our heads, Tom, don't worry. Very true, very true. I mean, look, Lookman you know, came on for about five minutes that day and was the most electric thing I've seen um, in, at League One level um, ever, probably. And also Mark Davis did his knee in that day. So not a particularly happy happy experience at Charlton. So I need to get some better memories there. We can but hope. But I think what we've gathered from that conversation, despite the fact that we now all know when the Lana Vienna boys' birthdays are, uh, is that we're all very excited to be going back to the football. And... That is my follow-up question. Firstly, to you, James, how excited are we for the big kickoff, August the seventh, MK Dons? Oh God, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to describe the feeling until I actually experience it, because I just know it's going to be some euphoric, you know, biblical thing that I just can't can't explain. Are we sad? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. We've, ac- we've, accept- we've accepted it. We've accepted it. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. It really is. Chris, how, how are you able to go to that game? Are you back at that point or are you still... I, I, oh. I'm hoping I won't be able to go and I only mean that from a holiday perspective but if uh, if they turn the screw on this Amber Plus bollocks then I, I may well be there in which case I'll, I'll be looking forward to it just as much as, as anyone. I think it's going to be fantastic for everyone that gets to go and if I do get to go belting if I don't get to go equally belting I'll find somewhere with a bit of nice air conditioning and a cold couple of pints to watch it in, in Spain so yeah it's just much 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 overdue and from all accounts the family fun day at the weekend was a, was a great do as well so I think they're all set up to go I'm particularly interested by the idea and I haven't signed up for it or anything but by this socially distanced stand 
I mean, I don't know about you, but in the East End, we've been socially distancing from one another for about <laughs> 10 years. So it's, it's neither, neither in or there. But I think that would be something I'd be interested to find out about. I'm not particularly bothered from a, a, a face mask, COVID mask, shield, anything perspective, but just more interested to see how Wanderers have, have dealt with it and, and what safeguards they've put in place, whether they're going to insist on uh, mandatory vaccinations or mandatory negative lateral testing, things like that. I mean, Lee and I both did our tests ahead of the language game and then Lee showed his, his plastic kit thing to the ticket guy and he just told him to get inside and stop messing about. So <laughs> I wonder whether Wanderers will be a bit more harsh on things like that. I don't think they've given any indication yet. But I Let's hope it'll not. Be the, it'll be a return to some form of normality in an, all, uh, an unfamiliar world. So, yeah, bring it on. Absolutely. Let's let's hope they don't go down that road. I've already been very disappointed to see that Spurs and Chelsea have, have done that, and you know it's a debate for a different kind of podcast. But I just hope they they ignore it. Cause I think what they've done with the with the socialist and stand is a fantastic gesture, to be honest, because there will be people who are still feeling nervous about everything. Um, so to be able to cater for those people is, I think, a very very good gesture and another part of our club that I'm, I'm like to be I like to see run well. Um, Lee, same same question to you. How how excited to go? I know you've said you're worried uh, potentially about the the result given the opposition, but just being in that ground is going to be a fantastic experience, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm always a pessimistic bastard. If we were playing dog and duck at home, you know, I still think we'd get beat. So they've know, got a good striker that lot, to be fair. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried too too much about the result. If we get beat, we get beat. I'm sure we'll put up a good showing, even if that happens. But. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that way. It's been a bit longer for me as well because obviously my, my, my first form was born like um, end of December 2019, so I didn't really go to many games. So it's been a, bit, a little bit longer for me. I think I don't even know the last game was. I was trying to work it out the other day, and they were all a bit of a blur at the time. They were all that depressing that I think I've tried to wipe them from my memory. So um, it's been it's been pretty much like sort of 20 months for me since I've been to a game. Uh, I think it's more like probably end of November 2000. 19. Um, so, long, long time. It's, you know, I've been to Longbridge, it's not quite the same as it. it wasn't a competitive game. It's it's, it's quite very different. So, yeah, can't wait. I mean, I've got, um, I'm having beers, beers before, beers after, which is a, a bit of a novelty. I've got a bit of a day, sort of a, a day session, really. And um, I've got, got my mate coming coming over. I've not seen for a while. He's a Burnley fan. He's going to come and watch the game with us. And I've not seen him for a couple of years. And, it's going to be a really good day. Can't wait for it. It's going to be it's going to be smashing. So, yeah, let's like I say, I'm not going to be too bothered about the result unless we sort of play terrible football. But I can't see that. I can't see that happening. I'm pretty sure we'll put, like I say, put up a good a good showing, whatever happens. And uh, just glad glad that we've got the got that back in our lives that we can go to the the Uni Bowl. And I've heard there's a fresh look of paint, and hopefully it'll just feel like a new beginning, a new era. And um, yeah, can't wait for it, mate. Can't wait. Here, here. I would usually at this point ask all of you for for team and, and score predictions, but I think with the way that sort of a lot of injuries have been kept under wraps and you know the uh, horrible COVID thing that might get mentioned at some point, uh, we don't know who who is going to be necessarily be available. What what I will ask you though, going into it, if you know you've all seen games, you've all seen what our options are going to be. Uh, admittedly, before when we were having the conversation about Darcy, I'd forgotten about George Thomason completely. Um, my, my fault, but I think our midfield, James, is very, very stocked, to 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 say the least. If we are going to go with those three central midfielders, you're make, picking the team for MK Dons. Who gets the nod for you? Um, M- MJ, MJ's my, my first choice for me. 
he's undroppable at the moment. Um, probably Sheehan. I like the look of him. And see, it's tricky because outside of Doyle, I think Sarsvich is the best goal scorer that we have. But Darcy has been really impressive pre-season. But I'd probably just lean to Sarsvich purely for from a captain's perspective. But I definitely have Darcy on the bench at the very least. Yeah. Chris, any advances on that? Yeah, I don't particularly like Sarsovic, so I think I'd probably go with Thompson. You've noticed. I, I suspect he'll go for Lee in, in, as one of the three, um, just for the experience. Um, but I, I'm sure Sarsovic will play all my petty uh, prejudices aside. I think the point about him being a, being a goal-scoring midfielder is true. We, we haven't spread the goals around enough by far last season or in pre-season this year, so you've got you to gotta get him wherever you can, I suppose, and, and fitness permitting yeah i don't think there's any question that he won't he won't be in the team yeah and finally lee similar to you yeah just pretty much echoing the lads thoughts there really i think the three i'd go with would pretty much the three that james said um so that's a bit sheen and, and uh, mj but it's not it's not saying stone because everett's you know very much in kieran lee advocate obviously brought him into the club and pretty much played nearly every game last season where, where he could do he, he really trusts Thomason in big games. He played him in a lot of, you know, the away games at Morecambe at Forest Green, and he, he, he clearly trusts him to play in like a big, you know, the opening game of the season's a big game feel, isn't it? And you know, it's, it's like a, a Tuesday night after a big run of games where it feels a bit less sort of, you know, and yeah, another game. It is a big game to start the season at home, and he, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he went with Thomason, MJ, and. Sarsovic and didn't go with Leos and maybe just bedded Sheen in gradually. I really don't know. I think he'll go with MJ Sheen and Sarsovic. I think that's what it'll be. But that is definitely the area of the pitch where you could probably pick about maybe even half a dozen combination. We've got enough players. Even Tut, you know, Tut's completely on the periphery, but he's never really had a bad game for us, really. I'm not saying he should start, obviously, because there is better options there now with a bit more, bit more about them. But like I say, that, that midfield area is certainly the best best stocked area in terms of quality and options that we've got in the whole squad, isn't it? So, yeah. Who it's knows the kind what, of headache you want as a manager. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. That's why I asked the question because I think it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, it is, interesting. it is really interesting. I think the, the the dynamic of that midfield will probably change quite a bit throughout the season just depending on perhaps a bit like Southgate did in the summer horses for courses and the type of players that we need to, to break down a team who may be sitting a low block or the type of players who might be able to spring um, more counter-attacks if we're perhaps under the cosh under a team who perhaps have got a little bit more about them than we have or you know it's going to be interesting to see how Everett uses the options at his disposal really isn't it indeed I'm looking forward to seeing Comley, Tut and Crawford start then <laughs> I didn't even think about Crawford or Comley so, yeah. don't think about <laughs> them they're not starting exactly, exactly. And, and let's hope Everett doesn't think about them either um, yeah so finally yeah, to go around the houses again with you boys uh, before we finish this a very long season preview podcast uh, score prediction and where are Bolton going to finish, James? Um, going to go for a 2-1 win and we'll finish... I'll go ambitious. I'll say we'll finish fifth. Playoffs. Christ alive. Put, put, put your money on that now, James, so you can be very smug about it come May. <laughs> the odds the won't be any better than they'll be today. <laughs> Same question to you, Chris. Are we at home against MK Dons? I can't remember. To be yeah, honest. we are, mate. Very little. Very little That's why I asked if you were going, Chris. I know if you were away, yeah, I wouldn't have asked. Yeah, apologies, apologies. A few early starts this week. I'm going to say one apiece 
And if we finish 15th, I'll be happy. Fair enough. 14th, I'll be delirious. 16th, I'll be <laughs> devastated, obviously. Then <laughs> 13th, that is, that is just, whew, God, lofty heights and all that. Uh, Lee, what, what what were you thinking about the score? I know you're concerned about MK Dons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we, I think we can do enough to to, to get. Quite easily win the game one 0 We're the only it's the only score we tend to win by, isn't it? Let's be honest. Very but, true. Um, but I think I think I think I, I go with one all. I think we I think we've probably got enough about them to keep them out. And um, they've got new players bedding in, haven't they? So it's I don't think they're going to gel straight away. You know, in terms of the forward players, let's say Isa and Waters and what have you. So um, it's not going to be simple as that. They're just going to hit the ground running. But yeah, I'll take a one-all opening day. I'm obviously love it if we could win, but I think that's a more realistic result. Um, in terms of where we're going to finish, optimistic part, I'm probably looking at eighth, ninth. If we really sort of do the best we can, we can do. There's no reason why we couldn't just squeak in the playoffs like James thinks we might, but I think realistically, I, I think I'm going to go right bang middle of the road, twelfth. I think that's, I think we'll finish twelfth. Fair and enough. That's, that'll be quite a good, quite a good campaign, quite a good effort. I think bearing in mind the strength of the league. We shall see what we shall see. Personally, I'm going Thank for two-one uh, Bolton on the opening day and first with 138 points. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> go with the Very ambition, good. Tom. Absolutely, one of us. One. I of wouldn't us. put a pound on that if I were you. <laughs> do you not think? Damn it! <laughs> I, could do, I could do with some money. And uh, by the way, my prediction last season was us to finish third and win on uh, get promotion on the final day at Crowley. So let's see if uh, I can make it two and two. You better I'll not. I want mine to be right. I hope not. I hope yeah, not. I'll, but at least I'm going down. Will be. No, I, I, I'd rather. I think James is 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 probably the closest to what I would go with, but I'm. I'm yeah. Far too, far too optimistic about these kind of things. You're a glass half full guy, aren't you? But I'm too old, old and long in the teeth to be glass half full. Um, glass half empty. There we go. I'm more of a glass empty, mate. I like, I like, I like to I like a drink that much. <laughs> That's the problem. Anyway, we digress, boys. Thank you so much for for giving up such a long amount of your time to to talk all things Bolton Wanderers. It's been been a very long time coming, but uh, we are back. Uh, and recording podcasts uh, on the best team in the world, certainly the best team in League One. Um, and thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us. It's uh, it's honestly a real, real privilege making podcasts for you. This has been episode 166 of the Lana Vienna Sweet Pod, and we will see you later. <laughs>